freaking Wednesday. Happy hump day. Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. So I feel like I just love putting a podcast out on a Wednesday. It's like my new day and hey, I'm here. And also too, like if you're listening, it's like here's a little treat for you midweek. You've been really good. I'm so proud of all that you've done. We've gotten there. We're almost to the weekend. And I know that that's such like a lame thing to say. I've read so many articles that are like, don't or not even articles. I've read so many quotes too that are like, don't think about the weekend. Like, don't look forward to summer. Don't look forward to like blah, 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 blah. Don't look forward to vacation. Like, take every day in. And that's awesome. And that's great. And as much as like I'm, I too am trying to be more mindful and trying to be more like present, it's a little hard, right? I mean, let's be real for five seconds. Um, Just making it to Wednesday feels really, really nice. So anyways, here we are. I found something out about myself. Actually, I don't want to say I found it out about myself, but recently, and I would say this has been in the last like week or two, I have gotten confirmation on something that I have been told, was told previously, and I know I'm sounding very, um, you know, like very secretive, but I'm going to get into it. So... Long story short, let's just start from the top, shall we? Um, I cry a lot. And that that can mean so many things to so many different people. And I and I feel like I don't know if I talk about it a lot, but I'm gonna talk about it because I cry a lot. And let me just begin to say that there's very there's a lot of different crying. I feel like crying has a very negative, you know, connotation. (laughs) I don't know words and I make up my own words. And that's just a way that I've always lived my life. So, yeah, Um, I don't claim to be Albert Einstein. (laughs) I don't claim to be. Anyways, back to what I was saying. I, I feel like crying has a negative kind of, you know, a negative little aura around it. You know, when somebody talks about they were crying. And, and yes, because when we're, we associate crying with being sad. We associate crying with, you know, unhappy feelings, obviously. But I think the thing that I, that makes it more so like of a thing for me is that I have noticed I have found myself crying um, just in all these different circumstances. And and let me just say that I'm not by any means like a Looney Tune. Like, I mean, I might be a Looney Tune in some aspects of my life, but I don't want this to sound like I'm a Looney Tune. What I mean is, is that I have been finding myself just, I'm, I am moved to tears by a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things. So for example, I have recently started and I, I'm still, I'm still struggling with even talking about it. Like I'm still struggling with even making it a thing. Like I have recently decided that I'm going to start going to church again. And for somebody who was born and raised Catholic and was baptized and actually went to Catholic school and then was pulled out of Catholic school because they're a bunch of nuts, just JK, but was pulled out and was put into public school, yada, yada, yada. And I was in youth group and then went to church here and went to church there it's always been a struggle for me because it was something that was just like thrust upon me. And, you know, I feel like, 
religion typically is something that is thrust upon someone or some peoples or in circumstances. And that's how it feels, I think, to a lot of people. Um, however, and I'm sorry I'm saying um, I'm like sitting here like looking off to my ceiling like so, so just in deep thought. Apologies for the not good space fillers. However, for me, it's been more of something where I've decided to go to a place where it has nothing to do with how I was raised. It has no, I'm, It's not like it's going to. I'm basically going to a place that's like a concert every Sunday. Um, and something that I like is that it's very dark and it's very dinge and I get to drink coffee and I get to sit there and I get to be a part of something bigger than me, at least for now. Anyways, I'm, I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm not trying to be ranty. That's absolutely not what I'm trying to do. However, what I was going talking about was my crying has just always been this thing. It's always been like a part of me. It's always felt like something... I am just, I'm, I, for the longest time, I thought it was something just so negative, like very hypersensitive. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what we're brought up to feel, right? We're brought up to feel that crying represents you being weak. You're weak. You're weak. You're crying. Like, oh, you're crying. Why are you crying? Like, I just, it's just something that has always been just in, in our minds as something is being negative. So, for a long time, the fact that I always found myself somebody who was very easily brought to tears, very, very easily. And honestly, in some aspects of my life, that was really good, i.e., um, when I found out that I could easily tap into these emotions of mine, I'm very, I can very easily tap into very strong emotions. And as somebody who was training to be an actor their whole life, beginning of their life, um, that was actually a really nice little tool to have. And that was something that I always like thought about. I was like, oh my God, you know, you watch, you know, when I was growing up and like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm sitting here and I'm like crying, crying, crying scenes. And I actually, um, at one point was given these really, really powerful scenes when I was in high school. And I was like, I, how does this work? And then it kind of became something else. It was like, for me, and this is just going real deep. This is getting real deep into some backstage stuff. But I was like, how am I going to? And I had never really kind of tried to tap in or channel anything like that before. I was like, how am I going to do this? And then I found that it was just I could feel things really deeply, really fast and really easily. Um, so anyways, back to kind of I know I just kind of went on a little rant there for a moment. Um I went to, and this is all part of the same story. Stay with me. Stay with me. If you're listening, hey, hi, glad you're listening. Stay with me. Um, I went to a one of my best friends' bachelorette parties in New Orleans, which was probably one of the coolest times, coolest trips eye-opening trips I have ever had in my entire life. And I haven't talked about this, obviously, on the podcast before. Um, I've talked about it with very selective people in my life because it's one of those things that I feel like when I have a circumstance or something that's unex- I can't explain, I feel weird and uncomfortable talking about it. Something that's like higher than me and bigger than me, I feel weird. It's like, did that happen? Was this real? Something that's, you know, um, okay, <laughs> I'm already getting into the story and I haven't even talked about it yet. So went to New Orleans, wonderful trip, and here's why. 
I decided one day that I was down, I was in voodoo land, I was in this place of mystic and magic and so much history and so much story that, and we were going to be here. I mean, I think we flew in on a Wednesday and I mean, we did not leave until that that Sunday or Saturday or I don't, I don't even remember. And then I had like the most traumatic experience via um, Allegiant of my entire life, Allegiant Airlines, um, with a couple of of my best friends who I love dearly, but I think we can all agree, and you know who you are, Caitlin and Hannah. Love you, love you, Lilas. But we all can agree that that was one of the most traumatic experiences of our life. Anywho, back to being in New Orleans, I was in this place that is just has so much rich history and so much kind of mystic and magical history, and that's something that I am just always been you know, very in my daydreaming, imagine, you know, as I've talked about, I feel like I've kind of talked about and alluded to before, like, I, I do consider myself a very spiritual person. I feel like I've always been very spiritual. I feel like I've always believed in the unknown and have believed in things larger than me. Um, things that I can't even describe or ways or auras. I mean, there's so much about us and about our energy that I just think comes into play. So that being said, being in New Orleans, I decided that I was going to go and see an energy healer reader. And it was one day, it was one of the days that we were kind of walking around in New Orleans and there was all these, I mean, gosh, the architecture and the shops of New Orleans. I just... I still think about that trip and it still feels almost kind of like a dream to me because I almost had kind of like a realization on that trip. And I walked into one of these shops. It was, um, I I still have the card. I wish I had pulled it out. I didn't even think I was going to go this in depth about this story. But here we are. Like I said, these podcast people, they're just off the cuff. I don't even know what's going to come out. I kind of have an idea, but I'm not really sure. But here we are. Um, Madame Voodoo's or it was some kind of magical, spiritual, Wicca, weird, fun shop. Okay. And you walk in and these walls are just covered with stuff. I mean, you're seeing talismans, you're seeing crystals, you're seeing things that I've never even, I mean, you're literally seeing voodoo dolls, which I mean, I'm not going to say here that I, I'm not going to say that I don't believe in anything. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm also not going to put myself out there and be like, yeah, that's real. And I've done because I like it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm saying I've done this stuff. But I just think it's so cool. I'm so fascinated. I'm fascinated by the weird. I'm fascinated by the different. Um, and I feel like most people are. So walking into the shop, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. There were signs that said no, there was no pictures allowed in this shop because pictures. There's a lot of weird things when you think about pictures and a lot of weird things that I've read and that I've heard. Um, I've heard that there, when you take pictures, there was, and I wish I can remember what the sign said, but something about when you take pictures here, like you're trapping your, I've heard that, you know, like you can trap your soul in a photo or you trap something. I think that's a little weird and that's a little dramatic. And I'm, I, I think there's probably more, more to that. Um, but there was definitely a weird sign in multiple places in this shop that said, please, no photos um, for a very weird and odd reason that I can't specifically remember why. So I'm not going to make something up. Um, but while I was there, I saw that they had a lady who will spend 
almost an hour with you and you can get it's not a psychic she didn't call herself a psychic she was an energy reader and an aura reader uh and I was like you know what when in Rome baby when in Rome and I signed up and I was like okay this is happening I'm doing this and it's something that I've always wanted to do but something that I feared so much because I think that's the scary thing even though like it said specifically she was an energy, you know, she read energy and could read your colors, your aura colors, whatever. Um, you know, we automatically think like, oh, I don't want to know anything bad. I don't want to know anything bad because we always just think of people as psychics. They're going to tell us our future and yada, yada, yada. And we're not with the person we're going to be with. And that really wasn't, that was not even nearly what was on my mind. But I was just like, I don't want to know anything. And that's kind of what it is. You know, you're kind of dancing with the devil per se not really um but you get what I'm saying like you're walking into something like this and you're opening yourself up to hearing things about yourself that you I think already know but somebody else is going to tell you that you don't know and I think that's the scary thing anyways so I some there was going to be some time before I went into this and I went I had some lovely cheese sticks with a lovely friend who I was like and I guess I just was thinking that I was gonna go by myself but I was like I don't want to go by myself and um one of my the my best friend who I was there with her cousin volunteered to like go with me and whatnot so long story short I I I don't want to get so involved in this story that I can't talk about anything else that I wanted to talk about this episode because I can get very very carried away um I went to this reading I cried through the entire thing, (laughs) obviously. Um, It was very interesting because it wasn't like she was saying like, oh, like saying those weird things like, oh, you went to so school. No, it was she literally asked me what my birthday was. She asked me three questions and she was this this older lady who was literally eating a can of wasabi almonds and was sitting there and it was not what I expected I walked back into the room she sat down and she was kind of she opened up her can and started eating these wasabi covered almonds and was like okay she was like I'm gonna ask you three questions that's all I'm gonna ask you and then I to be I I wish that I can remember more of it because it's almost like I blacked out I almost black it's I'm not almost I did I blacked out and I became so just like my soul and my heart was on the floor. I was like, I am yours. And it's almost like I knew everything she was going to tell me at the same time. Um, it was very interesting. So she basically told me that I have an indigo aura and that I'm an indigo child. And it was very weird for her because I was the second indigo that she came across that day or second or third indigo she had came across that day. And she said these typically is not that way. It's very far and few between. And um, then I was already confused by that. Um, And she was already concerned the fact that I was crying. She was like, why are you crying? Like, what is going on? And I was like, I don't know. And she basically told me that I was a very, very um frustrated frustrated indigo so for people who are like what the hell are you even talking about because I honestly had no idea what I was talking about however I went home after this researched she basically told me she goes you need to go find everything about everything out about yourself that you can possibly find out about yourself um and 
<laughs> I mean, there was other things. She wrote me a like prescription on the back of a car. I mean, we had a very intense time together. She called things out about my life, about relationships with my parents. Um, I didn't even talk about my parents. I didn't even tell her anything about my family. She knew exactly what I was, who I was, what I was going through just by sitting there with me. And she said that I said a lot of things that were very, very kind of odd and very kind of not odd, but things that it's like, how do you take that when somebody tells you that you're very, you're very um, receptive to everything around you and basically this lady told me that my type of aura my color and everyone has a color everyone has an aura and who I and it's all it's it's something deeper and I mean it goes into characteristics and attributes and who you are and it's very all I mean it's fascinating and I'm not so severely educated on it I mean I know what I know but I if you're into that stuff, if you're into anything like that, if what I'm talking about has been like kind of intrigued you, I s- highly recommend finding out your color because it will explain so much about you. Ergo, um, so this was almost, this has been like a couple of years now since this New Orleans thing has happened. And um, basically told me and like almost, she literally set me up with one of her like herbal herbal medicine guys and was like, you need to call him, tell him that I sent you, tell him exactly these things. And he's going to know what exactly to get you. Cause she basically told me to get off all pharmaceutical drugs that I was on because it was, it was completely, um, making me trying to put me in a state that I don't need to be in, which was very fascinating to me. Um, and knowing and she, you know, was very into what I deal with. And, you know, I have a lot of dark, you know, I, I call it like the dark cloud, the dark thoughts, because um, I don't like calling it what it is, because I just feel like that's so textbook and that's so I don't know. I feel like everything goes through things, but this is me. And so she she anyways, she told me that I was an indigo aura color. Um, indigos are extremely empathetic. Um, the most empathetic color on the wheel to the highest degree. And they feel others' emotions so deeply and severely like as if they were their own. Um, And indigos typically tend to be the healers and the psychics and the clairvoyants. So that kind of creeped me out because I've always kind of weirdly had feelings. And I'm not sitting here and I'm not declaring myself a psychic people or anything. So don't take this as what it is. But I have always had a very weird feeling because my intuition is scary. I have a very, very, my intuition scares me at times. I mean, I can literally... It's almost weird and I and once again I feel like I can't even talk about it because I feel like when I talk about it it sounds so bizarre but like I can literally tell when people are lying what they're saying is true and if or not thing when things are different and things are going to change like I've kind of referenced that in pre- when I'm talking about like previous relationships <laughs> ergo and but like I just I know endings I don't know I just my sixth sense is just so heightened anyways back to the crying so this kind of kind of started to make sense to me I kind of started to research it kind of got scared and put it to bed because I always felt like I had a weird sense about myself and I always feel like I there's something going on that's that's bigger than me um so I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was this psychic on 
not psychic, I'm sorry. She wasn't, once again, she was an energy reader. She called herself an energy, an aura reader. She sees colors around people. And she, she was on one of my favorite podcasters' show, which I will gladly plug, straight up with Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. Um, and they were talking about, she had her on because she's very in, she's into similar things. And um, it was such a fascinating episode that I was like, I have to go follow this girl. Like, I have to go follow her so I went and followed her and basically um, wrote her this love comment on Instagram as I do because I am obsessed with I'm just obsessed with making and trying to touch people that I like um, because that's just what I like to do (laughs) and I'm thirsty and I love Instagram and I love my celebrities and I love my people even my celebrities are my D's or my C's or my B rateds I'm not as is if you know me you know that I don't care about the ups I care about my reality stars and basically what else whatever so I wrote and said to this girl um I am you loved the episode I am just wish it went on for hours and hours more on end I'm dying to like I told her I was like I would love to sit down and have a session with you like oh I don't even know I would do anything to do that and I said I'm dying to know can you tell me my colors and I didn't even realize that she had responded to me. So later the e- later that evening, or I, yeah, I think it was later that evening, um, I saw that she had wrote back to me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it was like another person that has responded or reacted to something that I've done. And I saw that she had commented back. And I saw that she... At first, I was like, okay, like, where's her comment? I don't see a comment. And then I noticed that she had she had commented two colored hearts. She had com- she had commented a blue and a purple heart, which is based on her color coded because I followed her on Instagram and everything that she posts is an indigo aura. So I immediately got chills because I was like, oh, my God, this is now the second person, the second energy aura reader healer clairvoyant that I have come in contact with and she works and people are like um she doesn't know you you didn't meet her how does she know well by the way she works by pictures um you can send pictures she has things set up on her website um you can actually I'll plug her too you can go follow her at at mystic Michaela on Instagram but she looks through pictures and reads through pictures so and she was talking about that actually on the podcast And she wrote that and I instantly just got chills. I was like, okay, so this is now the second person who has confirmed that I'm an indigo aura. This is something that I need to, I need to look into and that I need to like start to actually research more. And once again, indigo auras are empaths. So we are, we are empathetic to the highest degree and we feel others emotions as if they're our own and we absorb into other beings completely. And we literally take on their information for healing purposes. And I don't want to go like too in depth, but anyways, I just would like to say that for somebody who has constantly thought that something was wrong with them for the longest periods of time, um, the fact that I'm so, sen- oh, I'm so sensitive and I always think so downly about myself. I'm so sensitive. I'm so, why do I cry? Something's wrong with me. I'm such a little bitch, you know, like, or, and then I kind of went on a high. I was like, no, like I have feelings and I feel things. But when I was listening to this podcast, she was saying that a lot of the times, like when we find out like our auras and our beings and our, like, it, it explains a lot about us. And I was like, oh my God, I am literally so empathetic to the point that I feel things around me. So when I've walked into church the past two weeks, I've been instantly brought to tears. Sitting in that room, and not even a room, sitting in that 
like theater because that's essentially what it feels like I was instantly instantly overwhelmed with emotion and brought to tears which leads me to I have been addicted to the soundtrack of Dear Evan Hansen and for those who are like what the hell is that and why are you even talking about that that is so my background I'm such a musical theater theater freak background um and it explains so many other things in my life it's like crazy so I started listening to Dear Evan Hansen because it's coming to Cincinnati in April and May and I'm so late to the train and I know there might be people possibly people listening who are like you're just now getting on the Dear Evan Hansen train well yeah I am because there are sometimes where I can't even listen to certain musicals because it hurts so much that I that's not part of my life anymore and that sounds so crazy and deep whoa I just hit you with that but like I can't even listen to certain things. Like I, for the longest time, didn't listen to it because I knew the themes and there are themes of mental illness in it. And I just couldn't bring myself to listen to it because I knew that I was probably going to be overwhelmed with so much motion and just cry when I listened to it. So I heard that it was coming to Cincinnati and I started listening to it. Instantly brought to tears. Listen to the first song, second song, instantly brought to tears. And I was like, oh my God. Like I just... I encompass and I instantly, I can't even describe it really, what it feels like. I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed and it's not, and I always think like, are you sad right now? Like, or is that why you're crying? It's like, no, I'm not sad. I'm just, I am so brought to emotion that it just comes out in tears. And I've been around people where I've been crying at movies or I'm crying at shows and it's, it's always funny and it's like, oh, crying are you crying oh my god why are you crying it's like I just I'm crying at this and I can't explain why or things or people or whatever and it's just oh my it feels and maybe it's like weird that I listen to something like that but I don't care because I believe it to be true and I am so on it and it just kind of is like it almost kind of starts to just put pieces together that kind of explain a lot of things right so here I am nerding out totally just crying to dear Evan Hansen and then it starts to make me reminisce on the fact that back in when I was like 13 years old my god back in the day back in the good old day when Wicked was just hitting the scene and I can't even begin to describe to you the kind of disgustingly weird shit that I would do after school every day to the Wicked soundtrack I mean and I feel like this is like any person who grew up performing or grew up wanting to be a performer or grew up, you know, in vocal lessons or dance lessons or theater lessons or whatever. I mean, they all, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about, but like, I'm just telling you right now, people that one, if you don't know Wicked or one, if you've never listened to Wicked, you're clearly missing out on an obscenely huge part of pop social culture that you don't want to be missing out on, but it is the, and just for any just sick bastard who doesn't know what it is it is the musical it's the it's the musical about the backstory of the witches of oz and we have the wicked witch and we have galinda the good witch which the wicked witch becomes known as alphaba anywho i would dance literally in my computer room and i would i had the i had the the score i had the book i mean i'm talking like singing and following and learning every single word and i got my siblings on it i mean there was 
I mean, full blown out performances, hours on hours on hours of end of me closed in the study, learning the songs to Wicked, to which then my amazing dad, who is phenomenal, took me on a, we called it like a, like a, like a teenage trip, like a 13 year old and he it would like became a thing where like my siblings were like that's not fair and then they were like well everyone will get one and that's funny because like nobody else got one anyways I digress we went to New York and we went and saw Wicked and no it was not with Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth Kristen Chenoweth the original um Alphaba and Glinda but it was with the second the second cast to come and it was with Soshana Bean and it was with Megan Hilty and it was with Ben Vereen and it was with David Ayers and I can't even begin to describe we sat third row orchestra and I had never been to New York before this was the first time I've been in New York City and it was the most amazing electrifying experience of my entire life I mean for a young girl who was dreaming of performing and dreaming of of Broadway and film and this and just and it was so much it's so much more it was so much more to me than just like that I mean it was these stories and these songs and anyways I'm just gonna get onto a little like a total love fest here but we sat third row orchestra um, in the Gershwin Theater. And when you walk in and sit down in this theater and you see the set of Wiccan, you see this huge metal scrap dragon draped across the top of the stage. And you see the map, um, the huge entire um, geography map, geographical. Once again, I'm sounding stupid. I'm just going to keep going on and ignore that. Um, you see the the map of Wick, Wicked. You're feeling, you're feeling it's a Friday, Saturday night. You're feeling the high energy of the audience coming in. And can I just tell you that watching this musical, literally I cried from the beginning of the show all the way to intermission. Intermission was Defying Gravity. So intermission is the most highest emotional point that I think I've ever felt in my life. Sitting in those seats, hearing the music that I have literally beat into my brain for the last months and months and months and months on end. Being here, and but then just feeling this overwhelming. And I mean, I literally sobbed my eyes out from the time she sang Defying Gravity up in the air, literally above me. So that was already crazy and emotional because they literally suspend her in the air and she has her huge black cape, Elphaba, Wicked Witch of the West, and the broom and everyone's below her and is looking at her and she is just saying how she is going to defy and just be who she is and no one's going to bring her down. Literally sobs. From that point on, I sobbed from, I sobbed the entire show, like the entire musical show. And my poor dad had to sit with his daughter and people around him and probably like, what the hell is going on with you? And what are you doing to that girl? Because she is crying. I, not only that, but he bought me the amazing wicked hoodie, zip hoodie that had Defying Gravity on the hood that actually then a girl that I was best friends with in high school decided to steal. Um, So there's that just throw that out there still a little sad about that because it was a really expensive jacket and I never got it back anywho um we walked home to our hotel and I literally cried the entire way home I cried through Times Square 
the lights, the people, it was packed. And here I am sobbing, could not catch my breath because I was so overwhelmed by what I had just experienced to the point that we got to our hotel room, which was in the middle of Times Square at the Marriott Marquis. God bless my father, just totally putting on the Ritz for, I mean, it was the greatest trip ever. I called my mother, sobbed her on the phone. But basically after all this ranting and all this storytelling, what I'm trying to tell you is that like, I now have an explanation for my just severe crying that I thought I would just share with everyone. So that being said, let's take a little turn and let's talk about a couple of things that were just kind of popping up here in pop culture because I feel like I haven't really kind of dug my sink in my teeth into that in a bit and I feel like a little thirsty and a little blood hungry. Um, so what what are we thinking about Thank You Next? I honestly didn't listen to it for the first couple of days because um, as people who have listened to this know that I'm kind of going through like a similar circumstance in my life. Um, definitely like not engaged or anything like that, but definitely like going through recently in the past um, a very like life changing, you know, not life changing, but a very like a breakup that's happening later on in life and very much adjacent to the thank you next. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to it. And also too was kind of like not into it because of like the kind of social blood or what am I trying? Megan speak, speak English. What are you trying to say? Okay. So I don't know if anyone kind of heard about what was going on with Pete and Ariana in the press, but after they broke up, he kind of made a dig at her on SNL and she very much was like upfront, like we made a deal that we were not going to do anything like that, which when I heard that he had did that, I was like, damn, I lost so much respect for him because I was like, you, you're the one losing out here like you're the one with kind of the eh career you're the one who's kind of like the eh guy um I know you have some tough things going on in your, your like your personal life and like you seem like a really cool fun witty guy but like you're the one you're the one who's now made it seem you know you're now losing out and you're now looking like the asshole making a comment about her so she takes the high road and comes out with this banging of a bitchin' song. I'm going to say it. I literally listened to it and I was like, dang, because I am too on this like, as much as I am so not somebody who likes to like fly a flag for a cause because I just think that that can be so obnoxious and annoying, right? I'm not the only one who thinks that. Like I get standing for something good. I get that. I think that's great. Stand for something good. But flying a flag just to fly a flag for a cause, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Hate me whatever agree with me cool um so I was a little like and I've said too like I don't really like to automatically jump on certain trains so I kind of like pedaled around thank you next finally listened to it and I was like you know what this is a freaking bait that I can get down on but then Pete did make up for himself he did go on SNL and he was totally cool and um kind of like then I think took a dug at himself and I feel like he made, I, I feel like what he did, I, I remember reading about it being like, okay, so he, he now made fun of himself. Like he kind of came out and like, cause it was, it was so lame. I think he did like a monologue and just kind of like touched on the whole thing, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely into the song. I'm definitely, I mean, I'll be honest. 
I'll be honest, I've had a little bit of a tough vibe with this, like, and this is kind of maybe sick, but I will go through the whole motions of it. I kind of had a weird vibe with this. There is this huge, like, girl power is really big right now, which I'm all about. I'm totally into. And being, and I mean, and I preach, feel like I preach certain things and being you and feeling you and doing what feels right for yourself and doing what you need to do and not and honestly being at the point in your life where I think we really need to realize that like you don't need and as much as it's great to have somebody compliment your life I think it's so important and I think we're learning more in the day of age that we're in that being a really wholesome you and having a really wholesome home base makes everything in your life so much richer and so much greater and makes your relationships greater. So I've seen this trend. There's a very big trend going on right now, like just feminine, just feminine power and watching. So I watched the People's Choice Awards this week because hello, it's my like, it's my coming. It's my being. If I could do anything, I would love to be reporting on that. I would love to be on that red carpet, honey. I would love to be talking about the the E um, People Choice Awards, which actually E News not or Entertainment took over, which thank God because I think it was like on some. It was on like the CW or something last year, and it was just I I never really honestly watched it because I was like I'm not watching anything on the CW, which is so hypocritical of me because I totally watched Riverdale. I digress, and I watched Vampire Diaries, and I will still continue to watch shows on the CW, which. I just want to say right now, speaking of the People's Choice Awards, I don't understand how the hell in whatever world Shadow Hunters, which is actually a show that's on Freeform, not CW, but it makes me think of the CW, won um, Best Actor and Best Actress, and then I think it won, I, I, it didn't win Best Show, or it won, I think, Best Show of the Year, but then Best Drama went to Riverdale, um, but Shadow Hunters, I'm so just what the hell and why is it a thing and why was it such a big thing on the People's Choice Awards? That was something weird. It felt very contrived to me. Anyways, one of the greatest, there was a very big theme on the People's Choice People's Choice Awards this year. We saw very little males. There were, it was a very little, um, very little much of male appearances, which I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying that it was nice because I am I'm somebody who I love I love seeing everyone I love anyone who is I mean I love seeing my and which we did see we did see Jimmy Fallon we did see Blake Shelton we did see Carson I won't I'm not even gonna say Carson Daly but um we saw John Legend I mean we saw other really great um really great males some of the males weren't there like Kevin Hart wasn't there um he won one of the awards and but long story short there was a lot of it was just a very big female presence which was actually kind of refreshing as much as I say that I get annoyed by things and I say that I get annoyed by this because this also leads into two I've started watching the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix which pause for a drink I could not wait I could not wait to watch could not wait to watch started watching it and was already into the intro, was already into kind of like the dark, very, it was very comic-y. It was very organic from the comics and the the graphics and the colors then of the set, the setting and the costumes and everything and the cinematography. It was very cool. I was very into everything that I was seeing and it was very dark. I mean, it started 
from the split second it was very kind of it was very dark um graphic too which I mean I'm into I mean I feel like I'm decensored as they come so for me it was even more but it still had like this innocence about it it still does have an innocence about it and I think that's from the girl um the the main girl who plays Sabrina she really does have this nice innocence anchor about her which I actually find obnoxious but now that I'm talking about it out loud I feel like we need it because with all of the like the demonic and the and the dark and the wicca and the dark lord and the slitting of the throats and the blood I mean it's and the dead I mean it's very it's very dark it's very gory I feel like we do need that little anchor of innocence and we need some other kind of anchor and the anchor that this show has chosen is is promoting I mean girl power once again it's it's promoting pro-female I mean a lot of the they're very taking this they're they're taking a classic comic story and the way that they've decided to kind of start and work with it and morph it into a Netflix into to this show to this screenplay or whatever is kind of tying in a lot of like issues of females not being heard and why are we doing this just because we're told to do this and why can't we do and when I first started watching it I was like oh my god am I really going to subject myself to 12 or 13 episodes of just pure waving a flag waving a flag of just over righteous girl power like as a female like I get it and I'm there for it and I'm so good but I don't want I don't want it shoved in my face I want to watch a show I watch okay here's here's what it is here's what it is for anyone who's starting to get like ooh, like I don't agree I watch shows for an escape I love reality tv and pop culture and whatever for an escape because we're we we live in kind of you know crazy times dark times very polarizing times very I'm on this side I'm on this side and I'm not gonna come in the middle and I'm not going to compromise no matter what anyone says nobody wants to compromise and we have a lot of really dark deepening issues right now where yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing's absolutely going to change without any kind of smidgen of a compromise. I mean, we have to be realistic with ourselves here. And so not getting super preachy, but just here I am. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to sit through this. I'm going to sit through Sabrina, which I was so looking forward to, to being dark and having like witch and magic and this and everything great to just be slapped in the face with like a big old stick of, um, you know, girl power, like, but then I started to think to myself, I was like, if, but they wouldn't have, people wouldn't have to do this if it wasn't already something that was given and something that was equal. And I think that was a really big thing that I learned this week. And after watching the People's Choice Awards and kind of seeing, and it was the first time because, you know, here we are really, I mean, when we watch the Oscars and when we, I mean, talking about me, um, I love award shows. I love award shows because that's what I love. I love watching celebrities. I love watching, um, I love watching, I would say it's a form of broadcast journaling and I'm just, I've always been obsessed with the media and, um, you know, tabloids and this and that and just whatever, entertainment news. So watching it, I, um, I totally just went on a rant there and forgot what I was talking about. Um, but oh girl power right so I was watching the people's choice awards this past Sunday or yeah Sunday and um 
I loved it. I mean, they really kind of took a stance without saying and without talking about taking a stance, which I thought was really cool because they didn't say, you know, this is the theme of the night, but it was all, I mean, it was really all women, um, walking, walking the red carpet, or at least showcasing on TV. They showcased interviews with a lot of our main players and a lot of the main awards. I mean, the, the fashion icon award went to Victoria Beckham. The, the, the people like the people's icon award went to Melissa McCarthy um, a lot, I mean, presenters predominantly were female. I mean, they showed and they, and they did, it was actually very interesting to me that they showed a lot of the male winners in the pre-show on the red carpet show, and they paid more attention to the on-screen time for the female winners. It was just, and they did it in a way that once again, like I said, as I was watching, I was very in tuned. I mean, I was very in tuned and I was very intrigued on the fashion as well. The fashion was very, all the, all these women were wearing, was wearing the oversized suit, was wearing the fitted pant or the kind of tailored pant and the oversized yet fitted suit, um, blazer jacket. And everyone had this very, all these, it was a very, it was very cool to watch. It was very cool to watch. Um, and I struggled and I'm struggled at the time watching and how I felt. And like I said, I'm somebody who is very kind of annoyed when people are trying to shove a cause down your throat. I don't like that. I'm all for a cause. I'm all for a, a positive cause, but don't shove it down my throat. And I didn't feel like they did that. And I once was watching this and I almost too felt kind of empowered because I was like, you know what? And I actually read an, I, I read an article as well earlier, um, talking about Margot Robbie, the actress who she's coming up and she's going to be in the queen. Um, and it was an article talking about her saying that she's tired of playing roles that are supportive to a male character. She's tired of playing the wife, you know, she's, she's tired of playing the girlfriend and, I found that very intriguing because as a female who is very in tuned to like that whole kind of world and I think that was just me growing up in it and seeing and almost too kind of knowing my place and when I was going to like and like I'm not saying like I'm not talking about like I was this this paid I was not never a paid actor but somebody who literally spent the first 18 19 20 years of my life dedicated to this craft I feel like I could talk about it okay so I like all the roles that you worked up towards were always you were always something in somebody's life or you were always someone a wife or a girlfriend you know it was never a show just about you and very far and few between right so Margot Robbie is um she is going to be playing Queen Elizabeth in the upcoming um in the up coming movie Mary Queen of Scots and I don't know if any of you have seen so Margot Robbie um she was Harley Quinn and she has she was in the um Wolf of Wall Street she was Leonardo DiCaprio's wife um just she was she played oh my god oh my god oh my god um hold on it's literally at the tip of my tongue but because I'm you know on spot I'm feeling a little pee shy um, she was in the biography, the, uh, the, oh my God, just, what is it? I, Tanya. She was in I, Tanya. 
um, she played Tanya Harding and the U.S. figure skater who allegedly um, injured her her um, competition. Um, the whole the 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 good old busting of the knee. So if yeah, that's who Margaret Robbie is. Anyways, so she's playing the disgusting and the ugly Queen Elizabeth. And so I read that article about that. And I just found that really interesting. And then I also found it really interesting that she was like, I feel really alienated as this role because I was like, okay, bitch. Okay, this is where I kind of, this is now where I draw the line, okay? You're saying that you feel alienating. One, you're a hot, you're hot, you're hot, okay? You live your life. You, you're stunning, you're beautiful, you're, you're successful, when you throw on a bald cap and a frizzy red wig and the most disgusting, like, prosthetic scarring and ugly makeup and you're walking around set and you're saying that you're feeling alienated, can you, can you not? Like, can you not? That's, that's all. So see, see, I'm very, I'm very realistic. I'm very middle of the way. As much as I like agree with that statement, when I read the whole article about her feeling alienated as she was like made up as Queen Elizabeth, because I'll tell you what, homegirl is ugly. Um, I was a little annoyed. I was a little annoyed. And that kind of like made me also think, I was like, see, this is why people like, this is why people think that that stuff's Okay. Another rant that I just want to like touch on because I've actually weirdly enough, I've had a couple of instances with this and I just wanted to just kind of clear the air and just clear the air for myself. Rant of the week for my, for me, Megan Cipollone. I just want to put this out there. Um, for anyone who was a Harry Potter fan, everyone who dabbled in the arts, everyone, for anyone who read the books once, twice, three, four times, anyone who watches the movies every time they're on the freeform Harry Potter weekend, this is for you. Slitherings are not bad people. Okay? Okay. As a fellow Slytherin, I just want to put this out there that every single person, every single person can be bad. Anyone can be bad. Multiple people can be bad. If we all can remember that Harry himself was going to be in Slithering, but he decided that he did not want to be in Slithering. He wanted to be in Gryffindor. And then his son, his very own son, was a Slithering. I just, I know this is so random and I know this is just very just, but I just had to touch on this because I've weirdly enough, I've had a, I've had multiple, multiple um, run-ins with people who were like, what's your house? And I tell them Slytherin and then they literally look at me and they're like, oh, well, I'm this or like I'm a, and I'm like, just because it, that was the whole storyline. And I know this sounds, I'm literally just letting, I'm just letting the annoyingly nerdy girl fly. But just because of the characters that they decided to like base the story on Harry Potter, a couple of them, you know, and the Death Eaters and everything were bad. Let's just go to the time where we talked about Merlin. Merlin was a slithering and Slughorn was a slithering and Snape is a slithering and he's good. And then you have Harry's son. So for anyone out there who is going to discriminate because somebody is a slithering, I will so have you know that and I actually like funnily enough I was like you know what I need to like look up an article that actually talks about it in a good way um and the more so that I read about it I'm like oh my god I'm such a slithering I can't even stand it um and if someone's like oh I want to know my house and I haven't done it go to Pottermore make yourself an account and find it out but I will have you that I don't I don't shit on anyone for their house so I don't want anyone to shit on me for my house because 
I'll tell you what, I am a loyal friend and um, yeah. And I just feel like now I just, I'm going to stop. Now I'm just embarrassing myself. I'm not going to go into it. But I just feel like that was a rant that I needed to go on and needed to touch on. Um, Another thing that I saw that I read today, and I saw this article about how Rob Kardashian was, is filing to lower his child support that he's playing, paying Black China. So apparently he's paying her like 20000 a month. Um, for child support and he's literally lowering it lowering it because he says he can't afford it anymore and as much as like everyone's like well he's a Kardashian but I also want everyone to realize that like Rob Kardashian does literally nothing and has locked himself in the room uh, in a room for the past it's got to be at least five years and yeah he tried to have a sock line which failed miserably um it's really sad it's sad to read and but you know what you know black china's getting shit from taiga and i know black china has her own money so the fact that honestly i feel like at this point and i'm not even gonna lie like when rob kardashian went on that little kind of like mental mental shavitska i totally took my iphone i totally screen screen recorded him posting nasty videos of black china on instagram because i was like i've got to get this because nobody's gonna believe me and i totally still have it on my phone and i remember sending it to all my friends that day at work and being like i you you all have to see this this is absolutely mind-boggling talk about a guy who absolutely lost his mind rob kardashian what a really really sad story oh right i mean i know we don't want to feel bad for any kardashian but what a really Ugh, what a really yucky, yucky, sad thing. I mean, you talk about a guy who has just been completely downplayed and overplayed by his sisters, um, just born into a life and continue to have been in a life of just, ugh. I mean, especially when you're such a female-driven family, and I just feel like the male, I mean, they say that the males in that family have a curse. I mean, <laughs> shit. I... I wouldn't say that that's not far off, but I, I read that headline and I just, I, I kind of almost cringed a little, a little tiny bit. Um, right. So I wanted to also kind of talk about just a, just a, just a broad topic, right? Because here I am kind of walking into these new, these new days as a single woman, as a single woman, um, so dating is kind of like a thing, right? I guess. Um, that is something that I am just like, so not, oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you how much I am not looking forward to that. And I went out this past weekend with a couple of girlfriends and not like it's saying like it's the first time that I've gone out, but it was the first time that we you know, we all went out. We went out on a Saturday night and we didn't just do something like we went out like we went out downtown. Um, <laughs> it just it was just it's weird. It's weird. It's weird to have to think about that you're now back in this place. But at the same time, it's like it's only weird if you make it weird. But and it's not like I'm like avidly looking I, and that's not what I'm talking about. But being out in public, being in a place of like just being out in a bar, being out in a club and like loud drinking and music and being around people and people watching because I'm like a severe people watcher. 
And I know I'm not the only one. I mean, I know that that's something that people do, but like I'm a severe people watcher. And here I am like watching people and watching cup and people interact and like, like men and women interact. And then I have me that I'm like, okay, but you also have to remember, like you have to interact and like you have to be this and la 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 la. So I, this just goes, if this doesn't describe me, And I just think I've always, too, have, like, just had a really weird, like, my just dating history has just been very odd. I have a lot of odd first date stories. Not a lot, but I have enough, like, the ones that I have, okay, let me, let me back up and fix that. I do not have a lot because I've not, I'm not somebody who, like, is a serial dater. I've never been a serial dater. I'm somebody who likes to, I would rather spend time alone than, you know, just bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce. But, um, I mean, literally being out this weekend, there was this super annoying guy sitting next to me who came in in this long pea coat and this coiffed blonde hair. And it looked like he was there with like his twin and like their business partner. I don't know. And then like, you know, like the like annoying guy who like turns and like says something to you. But like at the same time, you're like, you're literally just saying this because like, you're like, like, don't pity me because you're waiting on somebody. Like, I don't, eh. So he literally like starts to do like a dance move. And like my first thought is like it literally looks like you're like choking the chicken. And that's literally the only PG way I can say it. And I literally looked at him and I said it literally looks like you're like shaking wieners in your hand when you do that. And he literally thought it was the funniest thing he had ever. I think it was probably the funniest thing he'd probably had ever heard in his life, the way that he reacted to me. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, dance, dance. But he was like kind of being a douche, you know, like he was kind of being an asshole. And I was like sitting there and I was like, yeah, no, not really. I was like, I'm not really going to do this. And like was holding up my hands and like looking like I was holding two cylinders and like making up and down movements because that's literally what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to dance like that. It literally looks like you're. Yeah. And I can't even tell you, like, for the rest of the night, he kept coming back up and was, like, talking about that. But, like, once again, it was just, like, in the most annoying way. And I was like, is this, is this, is this it? God? God? Hello? It's me, Megan. Is this it? Is this really what it's like? Ugh. Get me out of there. Get me out of here. So I, yeah. Anyways, that was just, like, a little weird, like, touch that I was like, oh, my God here we go again like here we go again but I think that's the thing about where I am now is that I'm just I'm so cool I'm so cool with what I'm doing I'm so cool with where I'm going I'm cool with just being by myself and actually I find myself more fun so dang you know and that's okay that's okay to feel that way right I mean that's okay I'm just totally on this I'm all about it right now I'm all about reaching maximum full potential and it's something that I'm just it's like a it's 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 a personal thing it's a personal journey but I feel like everything I just I don't know like I just I'm very much right now about I'm very much right now into about just committing myself and just trying to just move forward and be better and do things that are bettering me and I don't know if that's so trendy and if that's so annoying. I'm sorry, but that's just the train I'm on. Speaking of that. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this last week because I just felt really drawn to talk about it. And I don't know. I feel like people might want to know. So there is a couple of things 
And this is just a total left turn because you know what? I never know what's going to happen on these episodes. And here we are. And now I'm just kind of bounced around. And I am or I want to talk about a couple of products that I have not literally been able to stop using. And I'm talking about this because like winter and with skin, it's crazy. And it's crazy how much like the changing of the seasons change your skin. And I'm mainly just talking to like girls like us girl we have to start if we have to start you have to start taking care of your skin or wanting to take care of your skin because this is all we got I'm obsessed with it so I literally have laid out like the couple of things that I'm using right now and that's not a lot and that's okay because it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be scary but I was just like you know I'm going to talk about a couple things that I'm absolutely obsessed with So the first things first is I am totally, so I was using a gel cleanser for a long time and I love gel cleansers. I do have typically a more, I do have a typically more oilier skin. It's that Italian in me. I'm sorry, my oilier thick skin. Um, so I've always used like a predominantly gel cleanser because I was like, Ooh, and I feel like most people do that. Like most girls do that. Like, ooh, I'm oily. Ooh, I'm gross. I break out. I'm acne prone. I need to use a gel or a um, foaming cleanser. You are wrong. If you are 25 or even if you're in your 20s or if you're not in your 20s and you're in your 30s, you do not need to be using a gel cleanser. And I it, I was told that a while ago in school, actually, when I was getting my esthetician's license and I didn't listen to it. Um, I'm finally listening to it now because my skin started just to look so beclenched and gross and dehydrated. And I was like, okay, it's so dry. What am I like? What can I do? You need, listen to me, you need to get a hydrating, creamy cleanser. And you're probably like, well, what cleanser should I get? Well, I'll tell you, because this is the one that I picked up that I am absolutely obsessed with because mama's balling on a budget now that she's no longer working as an esthetician in an office and has a great discount and can just buy these amazing products for like half the price. That's not the case anymore. So um, I found, I've kind of researched. So I bought the um, La Roche-Posay's Hydrating Gentle cleanser and it's for normal to dry skin and I actually just bought it at Walgreens it comes in a really big pump it's a white bottle with like blue detailing and it is a dermatologist tested safer sensitive skin gently cleanses while retaining essential moisture and then I kind of started reading more on the bottle and I was like oh my god I'm so obsessed with this put my whole body in it and it's a soap free sulfate free fragrance free cleanser it has ceramides three um ceramide three and it also has a prebiotic thermal water inside the cleanser, which to most people, they're you're probably like, what the hell is that talking? Like, what does that mean? But when I read those words, I'm like, oh my God, can I just dip my whole body in it? So literally when you pump this out, it's like a very, it's a very kind of light, creamy, it doesn't even really feel thick or lotiony because I feel like sometimes creamy cleansers can be really heavy and really yucky. Um, and I'm not about that because I do wear... I do wear, I've, I've, 
I've been very like light makeup Megan and it's a very different world that I'm in but I'm into it and I'm going with it I've been very much like a tinted moisturizer do a little browage put on some bronzer like I'm I'm just completely skipping eyes nowadays I don't know this is just my fall this has been like my this has been like my recent trend but I'm definitely going into fall with just like focusing on skin focusing on brows focusing on natural features and just letting everything else go I don't give a shit about eyeshadow right now I am mainly all about the skin so this cleanser is really and what I do with it is I will pump it in my hands and I'll apply it to my face and I will work it into my makeup without putting any water or anything on my face and then I'll take water and like emulsify the product and really kind of start to melt off anyone who wears any kind of makeup or wears any kind of tinted moisturizer you cannot just be washing your face one time I'm just going to tell you this right now Trust me from somebody who will literally then go to a workout class after she's washed her face like the night before and does the first wipe of her face on a towel and I still have a shit ton of makeup on my towel and I get so mad at myself because I'm like I'm taking the time to wash my face and to actually like spend time into skincare and here I am just sleeping with makeup on. So back to the cleanser, um, La Roche Posey's um, Hydrating Gentle Cleanser. It's absolutely amazing the second I started using it so I'll use it once dry and then I'll wash my face and then I wash it a second time because you have to think about it you need to take your makeup off taking your makeup off is not washing your face then you need to really wash your face um and with this it's nice because you can do a second you can do just a quick second it it doesn't take you that much time to wash your face twice so you can do it a second time and you're still going to feel nice and hydrated you're not going to feel tight afterwards um the fact that it's soap free the fact that it's sulfate free fragrance free oh my god I can't even begin to describe to you how you do not need to be using anything on your skin that's fragrant that has fragrance in it it's just so drying the fact that it has ceramide three which is really hydrating and moisturizing and good fatty wise for your skin Um, and then the fact that it has a prebiotic prebiotic thermal water which is um once again just another lusciously good um It's basically like you're just putting everything nice and happy that your skin needs on top. Um, So I just want this is not this is not an ad. This is not me talking about anything. I just wanted to like share the wealth because I did get this at Walmart. I did get a pump. It is extremely affordable and it's oil free, fragrance free, allergy tested, paraben free. I mean, I cannot speak any greater things about it. Get go out to everyone in my life. Go out and get it right now. Um, because we need to take care of our skin second off so that's the first thing I do let's talk about then um, my toner that I use because I feel like it's necessary to kind of then after you wash your face give it a little bit put a little bit of hydrating on top you know put some put some actual moisture back on but I cannot get enough of the Mario Badushku facial spray with aloe, chamomile, and lavender. So it's his lavender facial spray. And it's, once again, cruelty-free, paraben-free. You mist it on your face. And it's something that I just became obsessed with because as we get as as women get older we lose just we just start losing moisture in our face which when we lose moisture in our face that's when our skin starts to look wrinkled when it starts to look kind of um sluggish and just not full of life and not taut and and kind of supple and plump um so I will spray this on my face and then I will immediately 
put on my hyaluronic acid serum, which when I say hyaluronic acid, people are like, it's an acid. Does it sting? No, it doesn't sting. If you're not using a hyaluronic, and I know that I'm, I'm starting to list, but I'm going to be completely honest. I have five skin products here in front of me, and this is all that I'm using right now. And so it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot. It really honestly doesn't. Um, so I literally wash my face with the cleanser that we just talked about, the Hydrating Gentle Cleanser. I spritz myself with my toner, with my Hydrating Lavender Toner, and then I immediately put on my Hyaluronic Serum. And this is something, so if you're feeling like the, the moisturizer that you're using, if you are using a moisturizer, which I pray to Jesus that I hope you're using a moisturizer, if you feel like your skin is still dry, you feel like you're feeling flaky, add this one thing in and I promise you, you will be blown away. So it hyaluronic is something that the body naturally produces. It's what keeps us plump. It's what keeps our skin supple. It's what binds moisture molecule on a molecule level to our skin. So when babies come out of when babies are born, they're always so plush. And so like when you just you just want to squeeze them, they just look so plush and supple and just yummy. So it's because they have high the highest percentage of hyaluronic in their system. So Hyaluronic is an instant skin hydrator. So it's instantly going to bind moisture and want to bind moisturizer or moisture. Hyaluronic in the body, it holds up to a thousand times its weight in water. So it's just super binding, um, which this is something that the second that we hit that mid-20s ladies, it starts to tick, 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 tick down until we are just these sponges that looked like they are just a dried prune like a dried little core of a peach we just look ugh, like we look like a pruny look like a pruny ball sack okay I'll say it I'll say it I'll say it so if you're feeling like your moisturizer is just not doing it if you're feeling like your skin is still I got this high I'm, I'm not even gonna lie I don't even care because like I said balling on a budget um I this hyaluronic serum was like <laughs> was nothing. It was pennies. It's the Advanced Clinical Hyaluronic Serum, and it is an instant hydration, and it visibly reduces wrinkles right away when you apply it to your skin. This also has pure aloe in it, so it's extremely soothing, and it reduces dryness, which is what I, I'm so dry right now. I'm literally like an absolute, I'm a dreaded mess. I literally had a nosebleed today at work. I've had multiple nosebleeds, which I know just sounds like such like a total weird little, like I'm a, like I'm a 12 year old boy, like at school with glasses and I get picked on and I have nosebleeds, but like it is what it is. I just, I'm a dry, I'm just dry. And so my skin's feeling it hardcore. Um, but hyaluronic, it's going to replenish the moisture and plump out your fine lines and plump out your skin. And really, once you apply this and then apply your moisturizer over top of it, they're going to work together in ways that they can't work for. Like they can't work. They work together great. And they need both. Like they need each other. So hyaluronic serum, highly recommend it. You can find it anywhere. Go and search Amazon. Go to Walgreens. Um, so that's my third. 
I've been using my one eye product that I'm now on my second container, which is a big deal for me because if I get through something and I don't like it, I, I mean, shit. I mean, will you buy it again? I sure as shit won't buy it again. So I'm on my second container and it's probably because also it's affordable because like I said, uh, mama can't afford the, um, you know, the $180 eye cream that she was once using because I wasn't paying full price. I'm now using the Mario Badushku Hyaluronic Eye Cream. There's that word again, hyaluronic. Um, I just have really liked this eye cream. And I've noticed now since I'm on my second second little like jar of it. And, and eye cream, I feel like, lasts a very long time. Because if you're applying eye cream correctly, you're using... And I'm sorry for anyone who like didn't want a skincare lesson. Well, you're getting a skincare lesson now. So there you go. You're welcome. The way correctly to apply eye cream. You want a rice size amount on your... Um, not your... You want it on your ring finger. You want a, a riced size amount of eye cream on your ring finger and you want to apply it starting on your, I, I just started the corner of my eye, my outer, my outer eye, and I work around my orbital bone, which is the circular, you can feel like the bone, your eyebrows, corner of your eye, under your eye, inner eye. Um, I've been using this eye cream and to be quite frank, I have not seen and maybe it's my genetics or maybe it's my skincare. I don't know, but um, I'm still not seeing any kind of lines in my face. I'm still not having lines and I'm thanking the, the praise of Jesus. And I know that's annoying maybe to some people to hear and not relatable, but um, I, 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 I have to say it's because I've just been religiously using skincare all through my 20s and I just think that's it, it is so vital because that's when we start to age so um, I'm using this and once again all of these products that I'm talking about they're at an extremely reasonable price point Mario, Mario Badushku is at Ulta and his products are extremely reasonable um, the, the, the cleanser that I was talking about I literally got this at Walgreens when I was in Nashville because I was so desperate for a new cleanser and I knew exactly the one I wanted and I knew I could find it at Walgreens which is actually shocking for me um, but it is actually an insanely great line affordable line um, that is it's a it's it's actually a French line so anyways Last but not least, okay, this is the one thing that is kind of annoying, but it's because I it's because I had it and never used it and I'm never never not going to use skincare, but this is the final thing. So, like I said, I've only talked about five items here that I think are just vital. I think you you obviously need a cleanser. If you don't have a cleanser, if you're not washing your face, honey, get on that train. I promise you you're going to thank me long term. Do it every night get up, wash your face. You're going to thank me. Just do that little thing for yourself. You know, make it something that you just start making part of your new you routine. Um, you need a really good moisturizer. If you're in your 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, going into your 30s, 30s, you need to get yourself on an insanely good heavy duty moisturizer. I happen to be using an annoyingly expensive one from Skin Medica, which is an insanely great pharmaceutical skincare line um, that I got my hands on when I was a working esthetician. But I've been using this cream and I and I honestly have not touched this cream until this winter. This winter, when I turn 27, when I'm in, I feel like your body, your biological clock just knows when your skin and when your body, when everything is changing. Um, this I started using from somebody once again who thought they had really, who did have oily skin, who did have acneic skin in high school. And in my 
and in my early adult years and really dealt with it really bad. Um, I never really thought to use heavier creams. But now that I, you know, now when we start to get into our ages that it matters, you have to use heavier moisturizers. You have to give your skin that moisture, those essential vitamins, the plump, the 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 reparative ingredients that it needs to keep itself looking young and fresh. Um, so I've been using the Skin Medica Dermal Repair Cream. And if you have the money to buy it, um, I'm going to say buy it. Honestly, the second that I probably get done with this, I am 100% probably going to buy another one because the stuff that it's done to my skin in just the very small amount of time that I've used it, I'm just absolutely 100% blown away. And because I've worked with it and studied it and know what it does and have seen what it does, um, it's like I said, it's been sitting beautifully, tightly, tightly closed in the jar and I opened it and I will don't think I will ever not use it. So... That kind of is that for skincare. And I wanted to talk about one more thing, if you don't mind. One more thing that I absolutely cannot live without that I really don't think you need to spend a lot of money on. I just really don't. Dry shampoo. I mean, if you're not living with dry shampoo, then you're an absolute serial killer who doesn't live on this planet. I feel like if you are, you have to, you have to have a can of dry shampoo. Um, and maybe you've tried this brand and you don't like it. And to that I say fine, touche. My favorite dry shampoo brand that I have now, I'm on my fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh can. I actually have two cans right now that I'm going at at the same time. It is the Not Your Mother's Clean Freak Refreshing Dry Shampoo. It's in a white aerosol bottle with like green feathers and I've tried so many different dry shampoos. I've dry I've tried higher end lines of dry shampoo poo. I've tried non-aerosol. I've tried just straight like the Aveda dry shampoo, which is literally just like a puff, like you're puffing the powder into your hair. Um, for the price point and for the can size and for what it does to my hair, like the way that it makes makes my hair feel. I have very I have a lot of hair. I have very long hair. I have very texturized, fine textured hair. So Things can weigh my hair down very easily, make it look greasy, yada, yada, yada. I absolutely love it. Um, and I feel like it brushes in and it styles really great when I use it. So I just wanted to talk about it because I'm obsessed with it. And once again, you can find it at Target. You can find it at Walgreens. You don't have to go to Sephora. You don't have to go in the mall. Um, and I'm just I'm just really about it. Once again, not an ad at all. It was just something I wanted to talk about and kind of share the love and share the wealth. So on that note, I think I'm going to kind of wrap up this episode. It was, we're kind of all over the place like we always are, but I feel like that's like the beautiful thing about this is this is where I come to just kind of talk. And I'm extremely thankful that I have people that join me and like want to listen and want to hang out and want to talk back. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's, that was kind of all that I was feeling this week. It was kind of like a, once again, just a, just, you know, there was just the, yeah. So I thank you for listening to another episode of Mad Get Mighty. And I appreciate you so much. I'm coming up on the 20th episode of this podcast, which is just absolutely nuts. 
and crazy. And I'm so excited that it's just, I just have continued to like doing this and continue to just get such an amazing response from people. So I'm just extremely thankful. Um, if you listen, I know this is just me rambling on and on, but I really do appreciate it. And I really do appreciate the people who reach out and, um, you know, want to like comment on things that they liked or things that they agree with or things that they do as well. It totally just makes my day. So thank you for listening. If you listen back, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Meg Kel Sip, M-E-G-K-E-L-C-I-P. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a great weekend. And yeah, see you next time. Oh,